Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. He just doesn't look like the superstar we have become accustomed to. He's the real deal. He took over last night. Did Arizona know that this is coming down the pike? If you're not on baseball, you should get on baseball now. Has Jackson State surpassed? Grambling State is the most prestigious school in the swag. His birthday is Cinco de Mayo. So happy, happy birthday to our guy, Reggie Brown. You remember I told you that Miami was going to make his flash in the receiver room. He's super fast. He runs great routes. He's dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands. Can you catch the football? Particularly in the NFL, can you make contested catches? The nightlife ain't no good life, but it's my life. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, and once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Oh, mama, there goes that man. You know, ladies and gentlemen, start our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you have joined us for this episode. And I want to send a big shout out to all the folks who are listening for the very first time. Welcome aboard. We hope that we become a part of your podcast menu. In addition to that, I want to send a big shout out to all the people who listen to every episode, who write us, who call the sports line, who participate, who are interactive. Shout out to you guys. And finally, a shout out to ERCOT. That is the governing body of electricity in the state of Texas. And those are the folks responsible for the big freeze that cost me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in damage. They say, hey, we have to conserve energy this weekend because 11 plants in Texas are down. Shout out to ERCOT. We need to fire all of y'all. Nonetheless, I, let me get away from that. Welcome aboard. We have a fun episode for you this time out. We are going to talk to our guy, King T, Terrence Harris, from the Defender Network, a heralded journalist and uh, a good guy. You know him. You've heard him. And he'll be back to talk some NBA stuff. In addition to that, we have on the Mono Award for the big dummy of the episode. We'll hear from our sponsors. We'll hear from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. And, of course, we'll hit you with some headlines and a little bit more. So there's that. So with that, uh, before we get into headlines, a couple things. want to send a shout-out to my cousin Keith Hawkins. He is the coffee guy. Coffee with Keith, that's his thing, that's his brand. He's having a huge symposium, and that in the Houston area, all about coffee and how you can get in the industry, what you can learn about it, all of those things. He's the coffee guy, so shouts out to him. In addition to that, breakfast and barbells with my man, Chris Caldwell. That happened today, and that was a huge event for him. So shouts out to Chris Caldwell and his new son, Creed. Happy, happy birthday, which is uh, a few weeks ago. So happy birthday to Creed. That's his. Uh, that's Chris's firstborn. So shouts out to Chris Caldwell. If you know him, hey, those guys, Feast with the Beast, they do their thing, and they do a tremendous job here in the city of Houston. So shouts out to them. Also, shouts out to Life on Lock. Life on Lock, you've heard her with our Sports E segment. She, and I can see it now, I, although I don't know many of the details, she is a part of a reality show. She's flown overseas 
to Europe to participate in a reality show that will air on a major platform. So I can't tell you much more about that. I don't want to spoil it, but we won't be hearing from her for a while. We hope that before her star explodes and she becomes a, a household name that we can get her back on the podcast. So that's going on. Now, here are ways for you to be interactive. If you want to participate with what we have going on, and we hope that you do, there are several ways to do that. First and foremost, there's a 24-hour-a-day sports line. On the sports line, you can call and leave a message 24 hours a day about any subject relating to sports or not. I'm the one that'll be screening those for the most part. So if you want to call with a comment, a question, a suggestion, a request, anything, hit us up. 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. In addition to that, I want you to go to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook. The Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page, and you can like the fan page. There we are interactive. There are new posts each and every day. There's uh, sometimes there are poll questions there or things for your consideration, things that, that will sort of stir you up and maybe make you want to call the sports line. So that's on Facebook. In addition to that, on Twitter, you can follow me at Wade's Word. So is that it? That's it. Let's get to it with some headlines. In headlines. I hate to be the obnoxious Houston Astros fan, but I gotta be the obnoxious Houston Astros fan, especially when you have your boys, my best friend, and my co-host also, Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox. He's a Astro. I won't hate is a strong word. He's just not an Astro enthusiast. And, or, and he's certainly not a Jeremy Pena enthusiast. But my best friend, Haywood Jeffries, hates on the Astros all the time. Of course, on this show. Eddie Robinson, and now from the special teams unit, Reggie Brown. Both of those guys are Yankees guys. So, you know, and right now, as we speak, as I record, the Yankees still have the best record in all of baseball, but right behind them on an 11-game winning streak are the Houston Astros. And I'm telling you, they're doing it in a major way in a lot of different areas. Great starting pitching, a nice back end of the bullpen. They're doing their thing. And, of course, the power and the the beautiful brute strength of Jordan Alvarez, 11 home runs on the season. He's among the leaders. I think he's right behind Aaron Judge of the Yankees. And, of course, Jeremy Pena with his 20 RBIs on the season. That's the leader in all of the American League among shortstops. But Alvarez has 21 RBIs as well. And Alex Bregman, 21 RBIs. And, again, 11-game win streak. It's been historic in that they've had an 11-game win streak, and I think they've given up 12 runs. This is, I mean, amazing what the Astros are doing. And this is early in the season, but you have to be excited about it. And, I mean, Jeremy Pena, this young fella is a stud. His on-base percentage is eight fifty-three. He's batting two seventy-six. He has six home runs, 21 RBIs, as mentioned, and he scored 18 runs. This from a young man who is the replacement of an all-time Astros great in Carlos Correa. And I can say that because he's been – he was the heart and soul of a team that won the 2017 World Series and kept us going back. Not us, but them. Kept them going back. Just the guy that stirred the drink 
for that team. Obviously, Jose Altuve. I mean, just so much talent on that team. And just think about this. The Astros, at some point this season, will still get Lance McCullers back. So right now, they are in Washington. They beat the Nationals last night. A first pitch home run by Jose Altuve. And you need to sweep teams like the Nationals. I mean, mean, you can't always win every game. But this is a great run for the Astros. They uh, came from behind in the standings. Now they lead the AL West. And just at this point of the season, with Dusty Baker and that pitching staff and that lineup starting to really get going, Yuri Gurriel, who had a horrible, horrible start for a guy who won the batting title, he's starting to heat up. So look out for that. So here come the Astros. And again, 11-game win streak. Give me your thoughts on that. 832-941-6614. I know. I'm the obnoxious. I know I'm the obnoxious Astros fan. But sometimes you just have to do that. And, And again, I hope you guys are watching. Especially in the greater Houston area. I hope you guys are paying attention. Because they're a fun team to watch. It's a lot of fun. And you should be a part of this ride. Of course, we know. By the time September rolls around, everybody will be involved. But this is how the sausage is made. This is the journey. See, you have to enjoy the journey. And and I will say this. Admittedly, I haven't enjoyed the journey as much as I should have in the past. Next up, I want to talk about the NBA playoffs of last night. The Golden State Warriors, they clinched their series. And the Boston Celtics forced a Game 7 with the Milwaukee Bucks. And we just don't talk enough about Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. This dude dropped 46 last night. He's going tit for tat with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, this is a tremendous rivalry in the Eastern Conference, the way these guys are going back and forth. Now, Boston in game five, I mean, they just gave away a game. And one of the reasons why is Marcus Smart. When you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you have to allow those guys to have the basketball. And down the stretch, on two their final two possessions, neither one of those guys touched the basketball. Neither one of them got a chance because Marcus Smart. Now, again, he's the emotional leader of that team in a lot of ways. He's, the, he's that guy. You need him on the team. You need that kind of – he's your engine. He's your Mario Eli. He, he's that guy. He's your, not to the same extent, but he's your, your Dennis Rodman, your guy that does the dirty work, who gives you that, that swagger, that attitude, that grit, that dog. He's all of that. But he does not need the basketball in the final two possessions when you need to score. And furthermore, had he – well, and again, this was an unfortunate break, but he went up for the rebound, and Jalen Brown knocked it away from him. That gave Bobby Portis the basketball for a putback that gave the Milwaukee Bucks a lead. So now the Boston Celtics, who really – it came down to a couple of possessions at the end of games versus Milwaukee. They have forced the game seven, and that should be an exciting one. But Golden State – Let's talk about Golden State. Golden State, I I look forward to the Western Conference Final, and I'm rooting for Golden State. But Golden State does not protect the basketball. They have to, at some point, get serious about possessing the basketball and making possessions count. There was a stretch last night against Memphis where there were four straight possessions. No, there were five straight possessions. And they had four turnovers and a missed Klay Thompson three-point attempt. 
You can do that maybe against Memphis minus Ja Morant. You're not going to be able to do that against Chris Paul and and Devin Booker and Aiton. And, and you, you just won't be able to do that. You won't. Your margin for error won't be as wide. And, and of course, they got blown out in Game Five, and they were pretty nonchalant about it. That's the thing. You want to talk about the one Achilles heel for the greatness of this Golden State team for the duration of this run. It's been that they've been nonchalant. They were up three to one and couldn't close out Cleveland. They turn over the, the basketball a whole lot. They do a lot, and it's uh, terribly frustrating to watch. And when they decide to play and the shots fall, Katie barred the door. I think I said that before. Here they come, and uh, I am picking them. Man, if they can protect the basketball, I predict in a seven-game series, they will win. They will go to the NBA Finals. That's my prediction. On the other side, the winner of Boston-Milwaukee will, I think, beat the Miami Heat. But again, we have time to talk about that. Another thing about the NBA, Sean Marks is the general manager for the Brooklyn Nets. He came out this week. Now, again, he said all the right things. I don't know if he's going to back him up, but this is what he said. He essentially said that he didn't know the long-term future of Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets. I think uh, Kyrie has to opt in, but beyond that, a long-term deal, they've not made a decision. Essentially what he said is we need to know that he's committed. We need people available, and we need people committed to something bigger than themselves. So essentially what he said is we need somebody other than Kyrie Irving. And what's refreshing about this is that, okay, we know in basketball the players had the keys to the city. But what happens when you give a player or players keys to the city and they ruin the city? <laughs> and that's essentially what Gary Irving has done. So for him, Sean Marks, to at least from a, a rhetorical standpoint, reclaim power in that organization, I think is good. Because if I'm going to give you the key, and this happened in Houston, if I'm going to give you the keys to the city, you have to deliver. They didn't get it done with James Harden here in Houston, and he just wrecked this franchise. And, and they are in rebuilding mode for year, uh, what, it'll be year two and a half coming up. So, I mean, they have work to do as an organization because of the fact that they gave so much power and influence to James Harden. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. This guy assembled this super team. Everybody was minding their own business, and he he meddled with everybody. Got got a Durant to leave uh, the Golden State Warriors. Got Harden to kick and scream and throw fits to get his way out of Houston to get to Brooklyn. And you won't take the shot. You won't take the shot. Just take the shot. He didn't want to do it. Harden wanted out. Harden, man. What he said about Harden. Harden's legacy is really damaged at this point. And I don't think he's a top 10 player in this league anymore. I just don't. Whatever happened or is happening with him, it's just not working. Of course, Joel Embiid was not healthy in that Philadelphia series. They go home. Harden two shots in the second half. Now, we're in Houston and used to something a little bit different. When he jacks it up eight million times and can't hit the side of a barn. In key games, in crucial situations. I don't know. But it's good to see what happens when the organization says, you know what, man, we get – because Kyrie, even after they lost in the first round, he came out and was like, yeah, we just got to do a better job of running this organization. Like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the tone of what he was talking about. Come on, man, you got to chill out on that. I, I mean, what, what are we going to do with it? 
What are we going to do with you? I mean, one of the great talents in the backcourt we've seen in a long, long, long time. Special, special player, but he don't want it like that. He ain't committed to the guys like that. He's just not. He's his own person. He's a flat earther. No, no, he's not a flat earther. But he's his own guy. He just does his own thing. He walks to the beat of his own drum. And that's cool. You can walk to the beat of your own drum like Dennis Rodman. But Dennis Rodman wasn't the franchise. He didn't have say-so and input on decisions made about the organization. And I don't think you can give Kyrie. He's not the kind of guy you can give that kind of power to. So we'll see what happens long-term with Harden and Kyrie Irving. Give me your thoughts on that. Call us on the sports line. Hit me up on Facebook and let me know. Going to take a brief time out. Come back and we are going to hear from King T, Terrence Harris. And, of course, we have a Lamont Award. All that and a whole lot more on this, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, non-negotiable. So why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages six weeks to five years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. The NFL came out with the schedule for every team for the upcoming season. I know you guys, everybody's excited about it, but I've not, I hadn't had a chance to dive into that. I'm just not, you know, it's really, really early. And I think it's great. We knew after last season who will be playing who. Like, we knew what teams were playing who. We finally have the order. And that's fun for season ticket holders and folks who are planning travel and, you know, all of that sort of thing. But if you're trying to project what teams are going to do, it's way too early for that. You do have the entire offseason. There will be significant major injuries and retirements and other developments. Maybe <laughs> jail time for some of these kids. I mean, not, not, and I'm not wishing that on anybody. But we just saw Jerry Judy go through whatever he's going through domestically. Former NFL guy who, I mean, one of my favorite players when he played, Earl Thomas, he has some uh, run-ins with, uh, he has a big run-in with the law, and he was hoping to make a return to the NFL. I don't think it was going to happen anyway. It's certainly not going to happen now. But I will tell you this, uh, things can happen between now and September. So we have a long, long way to go. So excuse me if I'm not head over heels about the NFL schedule coming out. Although there's some fun elements to it, and I'll touch on that probably when I visit with Reggie Brown in the near future. We'll dive a little bit more into uh, the NFL schedule, if that's what you guys want. Let me know if, if that's what you want to get into. But at some point, you will see Tom Brady on Fox Sports as the lead analyst on NFL games. And you know what they had to pay to get him? Maybe I don't think they had to pay that to get him, but he negotiated the deal. And and I will say this. When I get to the pearly gates, 
and I look back on my mortal existence, I will solidify what I already realized that this entire time I've been living in Tom Brady's world. I was just a, a nugget, a member of the world owned by Tom Brady because he signed a 10-year, $375 million contract for whenever he retires to be the analyst. So imagine if you Fox's lead analyst now because Buck and Tom, Troy Aikman are gone. They went to, what, Monday nights. So they're gone. So whoever the lead analyst is, you're just keeping the seat warm for $37.5 million a year for 10 years for Tom Brady. And he's not called game number one. I mean, imagine that just out the gate. And I don't think he's going to be that good. Do you hang on the edge of your seat waiting to hear what Tom Brady has to say about anything? Because I don't. Because he's never said anything interesting. He's just not that dude. And so I don't know what he's going to add to the broadcast. But then again, I'm not from the East Coast. I'm not from New England. Maybe they are just all about that. But it, it, I, won't, I wouldn't tune into a game just for him. He's not John Madden. I mean, nobody can be. What guy do you tune in to the game to watch Call the game? Because all you have to do is watch any primetime game and you'll see people complaining about maybe uh, Chris Collinsworth or, or Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. I mean, they criticize everybody. Booger McFarlane, all of these people, they criticize Lewis Riddick. And so I don't know who is like, who's the guy that you're just a huge fan of? It ain't Tom Brady. I can't see him like now. I will say on Monday nights I watch the Manning deal sometimes when the game is there's a lull in the action or a game that's not a marquee matchup. I mean at least they have some sense of humor. I can't see that from Tom Brady. But then again, do we really know Tom Brady? No, we don't. The other big thing, and this happened a week ago, and this was huge because I know ninety percent of y'all didn't see this. Maybe ninety nine percent of y'all didn't see this. The Kentucky Derby, which I didn't care for all the pomp and circumstance. I, I do want to go there one day. I was talking uh, to a buddy of mine. We were talking, man, that would be a lick. That would be an event to go to, the Kentucky Derby, and, and get some of that good Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, that, that would be a move. But I would tell you this. There was a monumental upset last week. It was a, a, incredible. It really was. Rich Strike, who was 80-1, to one, to win. He was not even he was not even supposed to race. He was put in at the very last minute when somebody scratched and they he got a chance Saturday or no not Saturday morning Friday morning to be a part of the Kentucky Derby. And this dude, I mean, and look the way you have to go and watch the overhead view of that race to see what Sonny Leone the jockey did. First of all, they they came out the gate in last place and they hung in the back for so long and then he started to wind his way through. It was a thing of beauty. I don't care if you care anything about horse racing. That was something beautiful to watch. That was really, really cool. So you go back and check that out. He, by the way, Rich Strike, will not run in the Preakness, and he will go to the Belmont. So for those of you who used to watch Wide World of Sports and give a damn about horse racing, there's no Triple Crown winner this year. 
And, you know, I still I get a little squeamish about uh, horse racing sometimes, especially when they're, they're casualties. And there are casualties as it pertains to horse racing. So with that, I'm going to take one more time out, come back with King T. Terrence Harris and on the minor world. For more content, go to wadeswordproductions.com. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. We were better off, bro. Money made things different. I can't pay attention. House plan. House plan. House plan. House You can check him out on SoundCloud and on Instagram, DJ Anarchy. And he's always putting on events and in spots around H-Town. So if you get an opportunity to check him out, you definitely are going to want to do so. But if you have music and you want it heard on the podcast, it's easy. Just email us. Music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. That way you can send it to us and we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track at the end of the program. Now, if you're a DJ, we'll play a snippet of your mix at the halfway point and at the end we will play an entire track. So if you do something special and unique as a DJ and you'd like to share it with our audience, if you're a singer, a performer, if you play the violin, if you can play the spoons, whatever you do, musicwadeswordproductions.com. There's just one other thing before we get to King T, a breaking story of sorts in Milwaukee. I know maybe if you've watched the playoffs over the last couple of years, you've seen these huge crowds at viewing parties for the Milwaukee Bucks. They have a a huge area where they have uh, entertainment and people watch the game downtown in downtown Milwaukee, which Milwaukee is kind of gangster from things that I've heard through the years. But for this Game 7, the Bucks have canceled the watch party against the Boston Celtics after 21 people were injured 
in three separate shooting incidents near an entertainment district in downtown Milwaukee at the end of the team's Game 6 Eastern Conference semifinal loss. A spokesman for Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson said in a text that the team decided to cancel the event, quote, after consultation with the city and public safety agencies, end quote. So essentially, they people were shot. Well, not shot. Well, yeah, I guess some people were shot, but 21 people were injured. No fatalities. But, man, I'm going to do a segment called up for everybody <laughs> it's all about the one person a group of people that messed something something really wonderful up for everybody there's a long list of those things the award for the one who up for everybody a Kyrie Irving is a nominee because he's about to really change the contract him and John Wall these guys that are getting paid all this money and didn't play Ben Simmons Got paid all this money and never played one bounce of the basketball. So guess what's going to happen at the next collective bargaining agreement? And, and guess what's going to happen with the language of some contracts coming up where guys in the future will not be able to do what Ben Simmons and Kyrie and even John Wall have done. Uh, yeah, those three guys. And, and I won't blame John Wall. This was him and the organization. But all three of those guys, for whatever reason, it up for everybody. Hey, with that, let's get into our conversation. I had a chance to visit with King T before the last playoff games, but here was his take on the NBA playoffs and a whole lot more from the Defender Network, Terrence Harris. King T is back again for the new topic. King T is back aboard. How are you this afternoon? Oh, man, I'm making it. I'm making it. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. It's been a minute since we've had an opportunity to catch up. And, boy, so much is going on in the world of sports. What's been on your radar? What's the thing that you've been paying a lot of attention to in the world of sports? Well, I think I'm like everybody else right now. We're, we're all locked in, tuned into these playoffs and, and seeing a lot of games, I mean, that, that are really good games. I mean, but you're seeing a lot. It's curious because it's like it's weird because one team will blow a team out one night and the next night the other team will blow them out. So it's just been really, really odd seeing that and seeing some of these second round matchups. They've been good, and I think that you know you got several of them right now that are just still up in the air, and you you really can't say who. I'm looking at at the Memphis Grizzlies and and, and the Warriors, and, and I'm thinking you know even if Dan Morant isn't available, I I still think Memphis may have their number. Who knows? I'm looking at Boston and Milwaukee. I mean, and what that series has been like, I think Milwaukee is the better team. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. You know. it's it's wide open. And with that being said, from what you've seen, this is as wide open as I remember the NBA yeah. playoffs. I, I mean, well, you just don't have anybody that's a clear-cut favorite. Even the defending champs, Milwaukee, even the defending Western Conference champs in Phoenix, you still feel like them near anybody can win the NBA championship this year. But that being said, at this point, who are you predicting to go to the NBA Finals? Man, that's a hard question. Yeah, isn't it? That really is. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a hard question. I mean, I guess you would, if you base it just off of experience, I would go ahead and put um, Phoenix and and probably Milwaukee back in it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, but I mean, you look at Miami and, and why not? You know, you you know, you look at hell, you look at, the, at, at who the Suns are playing. The, you know, the, the Mavericks. You got to ask why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I I mean, the Warriors. 
if Clay and, and, and Steph get hot and some of those young guys will start dropping them like they can, who knows? Yeah. You know, but, but I, I think what's really happened, though, to be honest with you, is the league has, I mean, you know, th- and this is the problem that they run into with all these players being so free to jump and, and now, you know, and then this this idea of, of linking up. But these guys are linking up with guys that they like, not guys that, that they have good chemistry with. I mean, that's a great point. It didn't, it, that's it a didn't great take point. A, it didn't take a genius, I, I don't think, to recognize that KD, Kyrie, and James Harden couldn't win together, man. They're all three very talented players, but then one of them is a leader. You know, would, you know, would the Warriors be in this situation if they still had Durant? No, man, they'd be killing everybody. I hate to bring this up. I mean, but what would the Cleveland Cavaliers be if LeBron and Kyrie were still together in Cleveland? Yeah. You know, right now. I mean, you know, but you, you have so much of these guys moving and mixing and, and there's no loyalty, no love for the you know, for the for the franchise that you're really playing for. You just you just got a name on your jersey. What's odd about it is Kyrie and Durant and even Harden. Well, Harden, I think, is a little bit different in that when he made the leap to Brooklyn, he was going thinking he, he was going to win. But Kyrie had that situation with LeBron worked out. You had a, a winning combination there. Durant had the best situation of anybody ever. He didn't have a whole lot of pressure on him. He didn't have to carry the team every night. He was like the cherry on top and in, in a yeah. winning organization. And they these guys just opted to just break that up and leave their situations for for the Nets. You know what I mean? For the, for the Nets. Because they wanted to play with each other. So, I, I mean, that was a great point because looking back, looking back at it, you remember Harden and Westbrook. They thought that they were boys and that that, that could work. Harden and uh, Chris Paul thought that that was going to just be, oh, man, that's going to be an awesome duo. You know what I mean? Right. And it's all about but friendships you, and not not who you can win with. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, and, and now we, I think we kind of better understand why these guys, were, you know, the Rockets were never able to be as successful as they wanted to be with Harden. It's because Harden is a great player. He's a phenomenal player, but he's not a leader. But he was, but what he was here was he was the alpha male. So anybody that came in here couldn't come in and lead his team. So Chris Paul was never going to be comfortable as, as the leader of this team, even though that's in hindsight and what we see now is what should have happened. Is, you know, he should have been the leader. He should have been the alpha male. And Harden should have just focused on being the great player that he is. Maybe they have a little more success, barring an injury or two here or there as well. But, you know, I think that when you look back on it, I mean, you just wonder. There's a lot of what else, but these guys got to start thinking more outside the box and I want to play with him. Like LeBron and, and, and the Lakers, they messed up, and him and AD messed up because they should have went with DeRozan, not <laughs> Westbrook. And it's not that DeRozan is better than Westbrook. What he brings to the table would have fit them better. You know, I mean, you know, Westbrook is a ball-dominant guard. He, he needs the ball in his hands, and LeBron ain't giving that rock. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, and so it don't take a genius to understand that they can't play together. It was. It's you like know, they want to like, make their own all-star teams, and yeah, they, they, all-star yeah, teams don't always win. Yeah, and all-star, all-star only wins on all-star weekend. <laughs> you know, you got to go get your guys that mesh well with everything that you do. And sometimes that might not be your buddy. Go back and look. Look at why Michael Jordan was so successful. Those weren't his friends. 
He didn't hang out with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but he knew Dennis Rodman fit what he needed. And that's 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 the genius there. I mean, you know, I mean, in some ways, and it's hard, it's hard to ever want to, you know, feel this way. But you almost feel bad for the Lakers in some ways, man. They, I don't. They, <laughs> they, they took a, they took a, they took a big gamble, and it's about to set their their franchise back for years because LeBron can't deliver at thirty seven years old, and, and, and Anthony he, Davis you know, cannot stay healthy. He can't stay healthy, you know, as they call him. He's earned his nickname Street Clothes. <laughs> yeah. And he has no trade value out here anymore because no franchise in their right minds can be looking at him and saying, I'm going to count on him during the playoffs. Yeah, and we're running into a lot of that. I saw the statements by uh, Sean Marks, the GM for the Nets, saying, hey, we need people available. And that's, yeah, from, exactly. that's from Kyrie on down. And we need yep. people that are committed to us, you know, and playing yeah, for something bigger than themselves. I thought it was a huge indictment uh, of uh, Kyrie, and he deserves that. He deserves that because he put that team together. He said, hey, Durant, come. Let's do this. Let, let, I'm going to leave Boston. You know, you leave Golden State. Harden, we'll get you some kind of way. We'll get you into to, uh, to Brooklyn from Houston. You have all of that going on, and then you don't want to take the shot. And you're not there for half the games. How can you develop a chemistry and go for a championship like that? It, it, to yeah. me, it, it's just I'm actually glad that an organization is sort of standing up to a, one of these star players just to say, hey, man, yeah, we, we recognize you're a diva, but you better deliver with that. What's your exactly. take on it? No doubt, because I, I, I thought that should have traded him. I would I would have shipped him up out of there during the season, sent him somewhere where he could play all of the home games, too. I mean, now, now on top of that, I felt like New York was tripping a little bit as well because visiting teams, non-vaccinated players, were able to, you know, were right, able to right. play. Right, right. The whole, yeah, that part was, was crazy. But yeah, I mean, once the law is the law. ridiculous, but, yeah, but once, at some point, you do, you got to put the, you know, you got to put the team's needs above your own. I mean, and he he just, he, he's, he's shown time and time again, he's not that dude. He is... I think uh, uh, once in every blue moon type type of talent. I mean, he really is. I, I I mean, he did things with that basketball that I've never seen done before. You know, not not to not be a, a, a Globe Trotters versus Washington Generals game. <laughs> I mean, that dude is phenomenal. He's a beast, man. I mean, people. I think people kind of sleep on him a little bit. Well, but it's wow, his I fault mean, though. It, I mean, it, because all the other stuff overshadows. What a tremendous basketball player this guy is! Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, he 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 is. He's definitely a little weird. <laughs> uh, you know, he he, he is. He, he remember, is he was a, a flat earther for a while, right? <laughs> the earth is yeah, flat. Yeah, I he, mean, you know. he he tried to play it off like, ah, nah, I'm just messing with you. No, I think you believe that the earth was flat. So whatever, man. So yeah. with that being said, with all of the playoff stuff going on, what matchup would you like to see? The most, well, either in the conference finals or in the NBA finals, what matchup would you like to see? Well, I mean, now the one I would, I probably would really love to see. I mean, it would be like maybe Boston and 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 uh, and the Warriors, maybe. I mean, just to see if the Warriors still have it. I don't know. I I, I think all of these teams can deliver great games and, and a great series. So. You know, I, and I don't feel that passionately. I, I don't believe about any of those teams. I mean, I think it's you got some nice squads. 
Uh, and I think that, you know, they all will put up some big numbers because nobody plays defense anymore. Yeah. You know? So let me ask you uh, about the John ja Morant thing and the whole broke the code thing, which, again, I've been around long enough where the code, if you violated whatever the code was, we were throwing hands. <laughs> you know, If you go back to the 80s, they were always fighting. So, you know, whatever the code was that night, that was the code. What do you think of that about, you know, both Steve Kerr and John ja Morant kind of going back and forth with this violating the code thing? Well, I felt like John Moran, I felt like he broke the code by bringing up breaking the code, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. But, I mean, these guys, don't. once again, they don't want to be touched. They don't, you know, they want to be free to do what they want to do. I mean, it's a, it's a tough sport. It's a, it's, a, it's a contact sport in a lot of ways. I mean, that's and, what and, it and is. And people who don't go to NBA games don't really realize how Physical, it really is. Yeah, physical, it, it, it really is, man. It still is. But some of these guys, you know, don't want to be touched, and the rules have certainly made it a lot more easier for them not to be touched, not not to be handled in the way that they used to be handled back in the '80s. But I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was just like, kind of miss me with it. You know, stuff happens. I, I don't think anybody was out there trying to injure that kid. I didn't think so either, but he's certainly a, a superstar. He'll be out for the remainder of the playoffs, it looks like, although they've yep. been really kind of hush-hush and kind of, uh, you know, not really forthcoming about the severity of the injury, sort of, exactly. you know, cloud of mystery around it. But I thought the game last night, I thought Golden State was just like, you know what, we're playing around. We have a substitute teacher, Mike Brown, as the head coach. He's he's already going to go to Sacramento as the head coach. Steve Kerr has COVID, so hey, we're just going to play around and we'll we'll cinch this, uh, we'll clinch this this playoff round back at home in Game Six. That's what I I guess is going through their minds because they didn't they certainly didn't look like they were ready to play last night. No man, not at all. But I mean, but you you can't really afford to do that in in, in these playoffs. I mean, if they Ain't learned nothing. I mean, they they should always remember we were down, we were up three one yeah. on the Cavaliers. That's the one criticism I have always had of Golden State. It's like we're good enough to win, we want to win, but if we don't win, it's okay. <laughs> you know, they sometimes. I mean, look at how many turnovers they have per game, where they're just so nonchalant with the basketball. It's like, man, y'all need to ramp it up a little bit. But that's just, I maybe that works for them. Obviously, they yeah. won championships like that, but that is just like so frustrating, bro. Close out the show. Had that killer instinct. If you get them on the ropes, knock them out. You know that's See, what that's the great what, ones do. That's why. That's why they need, they still need Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was that dude for them. Well, they need somebody that has that mentality because if Magic had you down three to one, he you know he's trying to end it that night. He's trying to end it by exactly. halftime. We're, Jordan, we're, we're same going, way. We're going nowhere. We go. We're going to end this right here, right now. You know. Yeah, you don't play with people, man, and that's what Golden State does. They play around. You see it in some of the games. You 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 play around. You kind of just uh, going through the motions, trying these little trick passes. And then you get yourself involved in a real basketball game, and sometimes you don't come out of that, you know. So, yeah, that's it. anything else been on your radar? Have you been looking at any uh, any f- football? I mean, obviously Cleveland. What do you think of, of Cleveland and and their draft and the NFL? What do you think about all of that? Well, I'm, I'm excited about the, the Browns draft. I think you know it wasn't the most exciting draft by any stretch of the imagination. For really any of these teams, I felt like this was that that one year where there weren't a lot of splashy players that you know you're looking at and saying that dude's a Hall of Famer off the bat. I think you got a lot of kind of gritty players who 
We're gonna come in, feel needs, play hard, be good, good every every down players for for teams. And I think the Browns got a lot of those guys. You got Deshaun Watson. I mean, we'll find out. You know. So they what they tonight. need to do for Deshaun is they need to keep a a plane on the tarmac for Deshaun because he's gonna be flying back and forth to Houston so much better in these cases. <laughs> They're gonna have to get him back because he'll be in Houston tomorrow giving a deposition. So like he's he's gonna be going back and forth quite a bit, I suspect, over the next few months at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I think, you know, this is where we'll see what Rusty can do to hold off on some of this stuff until, you know, until he gets through OTAs and mini camp, you know, the mini camp. And then he can put his focus back into dealing with these cases, and, and then you know let's move on because this, this is civil stuff, so it's not like it's criminal, right? In, in, in but he still has so to be I, there. He said he should be there for, for sure. Now, you know, uh, but, what do you uh, think about the Texans draft and, and Derek Stingley Jr. and and the other acquisitions they had? A couple local guys. What do you think about the Texans draft? I mean, once again, kind of like the Browns. I mean, I, I felt like you know this guy went out and he filled some needs. I mean, I, I think you know. We're starting to kind of maybe see a little bit of a Nick Casario. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, you feel like he, you know, maybe he reached on a couple of guys, you know, just because that's what we really wanted, but not, not they didn't necessarily warrant being drafted where they were drafted. But um, I think, you know, he went in and he, it was a very methodical, we're going to take care of our holes kind of thing. And so that, they that's got what he did. <laughs> they got plenty of yeah, holes. Yeah, we got plenty of them. And so he, I felt like he filled a lot of them. I mean, you know, the good thing is he has a lot of draft picks in the next couple of years to work with. So, you know, I think he'll still keep continue to get better. You know, they'll uh, probably make a hard decision this is upcoming season on the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, get this young guy one more look. And then after that, I think, you know, they, they're in the position to maybe draft another guy if that's what they feel like they need to do. So, I, I mean, I think the future is bright for them. You yeah. know, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, Lovey is in a situation where he's a caretaker more so than, than anything else. I mean, you know, this team won't be very good for the next couple of years. They won't be playoff good, yeah. I, I, I think he can he can eat out some wins, especially if they shore up that defense. I mean, he's a defensive guy, so maybe – Maybe there's hope there. And then, you know, you have a division where you still have Jacksonville on the come and you don't really know. Again, they're starting anew with Trevor Lawrence, with another coach, another OC. You have Indy, who is taking a big chance on Matt Ryan. What's that going to look like? I don't know what that's even about, man. And then you have A.J. Brown leaving uh, the Tennessee Titans and then, you know, again, forcing Derrick Henry to have to show the – that load. I mean, not that he can't do it, but again, so it's an interesting division. And it, I think it'll give the Texans opportunities to maybe get wins that we probably don't anticipate them getting. So uh, let me ask yeah, you this. Um, how can folks reach you on social media? Man, come check me out at, on Twitter at Terrence Harris. Uh, I'm there, man. Holler at me, like me, follow me, whatever you want to do. I mean, you know, make some comments. Let's, let's talk about it. If you got some questions, Hit me up with them. I'm, I'm there. What What have you been writing about for the Defender Network? Well, right now, I mean, you know, we've been spending a lot of time, obviously, you know, dealing with, you know, the Cynthia Cooper Dyke thing and and, and her and these allegations that are being waged against her. Because I mean, that's, that's you know, it's it's you know, it's surprising in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I think you know, that's that's big news, and we we kind of have to be on top of it a little bit. That's been the focus, but we're gonna jump in and. 
you know, hit the Astros, you know, pretty good throughout the season. We got the, the Texans who are on the come and, and I think, you know, watching this team and making sure we're chronicling it right as it grows, I think will be important for us. You know, you got TSU and uh pray if you're wrapping up their spring sports seasons. Uh softball team just they just got eliminated today. Yeah, this morning. Uh, but, you know, yeah. they've done they've done some good stuff. We got a lot to look forward to, so we're just trying to be on top of everything. Hey man, we look forward to hearing from you again real soon. We certainly appreciate the time as always. All right, man. Thanks for having me. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. want to thank our guy Terrence Harris. Like always, had a great conversation. Enjoyed that. Hopefully you did as well. Hit him up or hit the sports line with any comments you have about his comments. How about that? Uh, 832-941-6614. With that, it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player team entity, someone in or around the world of sports we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Well, as I have mentioned earlier in this podcast, I am all for those Astros. I'm turning into the obnoxious Astros fan, and with that in mind, there were comments by the evil empire, the New York Yankees, by their GM, Brian Cashman. This was some time ago, and only this week did the Astros owner Jim Crane respond. Let's go back to what Cashman said. So Cashman, who's been the GM for the Yankees for a long, long time, I mean, we're talking about a team that has a billion dollars in resources. They can go out and buy anything and anybody that they want to. They bought Garrett Cole. They bought Giancarlo Stanton and you know, a couple other folks that they, I mean, you know, nobody can compete with the money that the Yankees have. That's why it's so sweet when they get beat. Because, again, you like to do more with less. That's sort of the American way. Hey, we, you know, we don't always have to be the biggest and baddest to get the job done. But the Yankees are the biggest and the baddest and never get the job done. But this is what he said. This, was, this came out some weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Well, some weeks ago. He says, quote, the only thing that stopped us was something that was so illegal and horrific, end quote. Cashman told the Athletics' Andy McCullough, quote, so I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 2009 because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off, end quote. What in the hell are you talking about? especially since a letter from the league office unsealed recently revealed that the Yankees were cheating in 2015 and 2016. I think they were warned in 2017. So whatever, whatever. And then here's the, the, the kicker. You talk about the Astros in 2017. So let's look at the teams that went to the World Series in the AL that weren't the Astros since, what, 2015. So the Kansas City Royals, you didn't say anything about them. They went to the World Series. The Cleveland Indians, didn't say anything about them. The Boston Red Sox, didn't say anything about them. The Tampa Bay Rays, didn't say anything about them. So Cashman is trying to save his own ass by blaming the Houston Astros in 2017. Now, again, in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, the Astros have been cleared. 
a lot of the guys that were on that team are not even here anymore. But you still want to go back and point to that when essentially you guys just couldn't get it done. So you can miss me and all the Houston Astros fans with that, including Astros owner Jim Crane. He came out this week and said something about Brian Cashman's comments. And so this is what Crane said, quote, I found his comments to be extremely strange, end quote. Crane says in the USA Today story, quote, there's a letter and you were doing it too. You were there, dude. What are you talking about? If I was one of those teams and I knew that our team was doing it, I'd keep my mouth shut and just go about my business. But listen, I can only control what's going on here. I can't control what the other guys do, end quote. That is a gangster response. Like, dude, what are you talking about? You were doing it too. And now we all know that. We knew that, but we really know it now since the letter's been unsealed. And they went through several court proceedings to make sure that that got released. So, Brian Cashman, for you to blame the Houston Astros for the New York Yankees not going to the World Series since, what, 2009? You are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially, all I have to say to him is, get the f*** out of here. Take that somewhere else. We're not trying to hear that. Y'all were cheating too. So were the Red Sox. Go away with all of that. Stop vilifying and just making the Astros a scapegoat. Am I justifying what the Astros did? No. But what I am saying is, we were not alone. <laughs> so there's that. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank Terrence Harris, want to thank DJ Anarchy, want to thank our sponsors, Brighter Brains and Cobank Homes, want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you will subscribe, like, comment on any of the platforms that you listen to the podcast on. Give us a call on the sports line, 832-941-6614. And, of course, you can catch me on Twitter at WadeWord, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. Join the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group on Facebook and like the fan page. But if you can't remember all of that, if you can't remember any of that, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. <laughs> this has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.